Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever heard of a coach moving the ball back further from the goalpost to make it an easier field goal? Well, that's what Bruce Arians did on Sunday. But his rookie kicker, Matt Gay, missed from 34 yards that would have won the game on the final play. The Bucks fall to the New York Giants in the debut of quarterback Daniel Jones, 32-31. The Rays, meanwhile, they lost as well, 7-4 to the Boston Red Sox. They'll wrap up that series tonight, and they are now tied with the Cleveland Indians for the second wild card, both two games behind the Oakland A's. We've got lots to talk about, breaking down the Bucks and the New York Giants and Daniel Jones on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay with Eduardo Encina. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. Hey, if you guys would like to sponsor a portion of this podcast, there's lots of new ways you can do that. Here's what you do. Give us a, a call or chat us up on Twitter at Sports Day TV. My t- Twitter address is at NFL Stroud, or you can reach me on email at rstroud at tampabay.com. We'd love to have you guys be part of our team. All right, Eduardo. I don't know where to begin with this one, but we're just going to dive in. The Bucks found another way to lose. I've seen this team over the, I don't know, two and a half plus decades that I've done this, lose in a lot of horrific ways. This one's about as gut-wrenching as it could be, just because, one, you're playing the Giants and a rookie quarterback, and he carved them up pretty good in the second half. But you blew an 18-point lead. You managed to give up the go-ahead touchdown with about a minute and 13 left. But then you hit a big play, and it's all right there for you with presumably a chip-shot field goal. And how many times have we seen this before? They can't reverse the curse. Matt Gay misses a 34-yarder at the buzzer, and the Bucks walk off losers and are now 1-2 and two with two home losses. This was gut-wrenching. If I'm a Bucks fan... I can't believe what I'm watching. I, I can't believe they lost this football game. I mean, they, they are inventing ways to lose. We're diving right in this, Rick, and I think we're more walking off a plank. <laughs> but, okay, let, let, let's, take a, let's take a step back here for a second because, you know, we know the NFL games, there's a lot of ups and downs oh, and stuff yeah. like that. But this one, 18-point halftime lead. Mike Evans, three touchdowns in the game. They're moving the ball well. Don't punt. They're scoring every... You know, every pos- every first possession, five possessions. yeah, first five possession in the half. Yeah, you know, Mike Evans said that you know Bruce Arians told him, "You guys have played 30, 30 good minutes of football. Now play thirty more." And apparently, they didn't listen to him because that second half was a totally different team. Like you said, the offense really didn't move the ball. Oh, also, they knocked Saquon Barkley out of the game in yeah, the second, he didn't in the even second quarter. I mean, remember low last week we went into the game and they were saying, "Hey, you know, Daniel Jones, forget about him." They got this monster, and it's true, named Saquon Barkley. He was out at halftime, never came back in the game. So you got that. And then, oh, and Shaq Barrett goes on another run where he's uh, – Lawrence Taylor. Basically three, four sacks on the game, three in an eight-play defensive play stretch. Um, he's Lawrence Taylor right now. 
Yeah, you know, the number, the, the, the guy, he has eight sacks in three games, Rick. Uh, that's the most since Mark Gastineau in 1984. Think about that. That The fastest to, to, to eight sacks. Mark Gastineau. This guy's already become, he's already an all-pro in three games. Club 54 was still in business back in New York City. So, so, so we got all that going, right? And then still the Giants come back. Uh, but, but, like, again, you said – the Bucks still have a chance to win at the end, uh, and and we'll we'll go through this in depth, Rick. But the the last th- three plays, uh, the, the the kick itself, the uh, delay of game penalty that they took uh, to to make to move the ball over into the middle, away from the right hash, um, even that a cavalcade of just confusion, um, and then what we heard from Bruce Aarons at the end of it too. Uh, but, yeah, th- this one's got to be rough because, you know, they've had a couple tough losses at home. You know, they really had to, gr- you know, get everything, every play they needed to win in Carolina the other day. But And, and you know, the NFL's a week weekly, of course. But now, instead of being able to, you know, another game that they had in their grasp, you know, now here we are, one and two, and uh, going on that gauntlet of, of seven weeks away from Raymond James. And by that time, who knows what plank we're, we're walking off. Let's take this in order because what you're going to see on every national television now is Daniel Jones and the Bucks are the B-roll, right? Like they are, yeah. they are the guys running around chasing Daniel Jones and watching Daniel Jones bring his team back to victory. And Daniel Jones is now, you know, the savior of the Giants and he's replaced – the two-time Super Bowl MVP, Eli Manning. There's so much national attention on this guy. And let me tell you, kid can play. Um, you know, did not look the least bit hurried. Yeah, he was. He was took some hits, was sacked a bunch of times, didn't really hold on the ball. But, I mean, you know, the, the Giants' offensive line is not good. But down 18 points at halftime, he comes out. And, and you know, quite frankly, the Bucks let him back in the game. I mean, on the first play of the second half, he finds – Evan Ingram on the, on the left sideline, Vernon Hargraves takes a bad angle, and the guy runs 75 yards down the sideline for a touchdown. Okay, well, that's not the way you want to start the second half, but oh, no, they weren't finished yet. They got the ball back again. Another big play in the passing game. They get down there. They get another set touchdown pass, and all of a sudden you're in a dogfight, and that's what they should have avoided from the get-go. Meanwhile, the offense, you're right, it – I mean, the Giants have given coming into the game have given up thirty one and a half points a game. They gave up more tonight and still won. So it wasn't like their defense was any good. It was awful. And the amazing thing was just the scheme itself. The Giants should have lost and deserved to lose just because they insisted on covering Mike Evans one on one all day. Yeah. Who beat Janoris, Jack Rabbit, Jenkins all over the field. Um, and right down to the wire. Um, but this game you know, there, there were several things that happened, um, and we'll back up to where, you know, even with the Bucks with a three-point lead, okay, a couple things occurred. Jameis Winston throws an interception, an egregious interception on third down, near midfield. He throws way behind Mike Evans. Ball's picked off. It's like, okay, here we go. Well... But Shaq Barrett gets his fourth sack and strips the ball. Nunez Roches recovers, I believe. And they get the ball right back. At this point, and I don't care what Bruce Arians says about this in the days going forward, 
they decided to play around their quarterback. They, at that point, even though he had a big night, lost trust in Jameis Winston. They wanted to shorten the game. That's fine. They proceeded to run the ball seven straight times, six of them in a row with Ronald Jones. And to his credit, he got him down there. Okay. Then they faced third, and I believe it was two. Uh, you know, and that's a passing down. That's, you know, when you're down inside the red zone, it's tough to get two yards, especially when you've run it six straight times. They hand the ball to Peyton Barber. He's stuffed for no gain. All right, so now rather than, you know, perhaps putting the game away, you're going to kick a field goal that's going to give you a six-point lead where you lose with a touchdown and an extra point. And, oh, by the way, they let Matt Gay kick it from, what, 23 yards, and he makes the field goal, and now they're up six. But the idea that you would play away around your quarterback like that uh, and not give him a shot, they were one of five in the red zone. That's why this team lost their football game, among other things. You can't go one out of five, and they came into the game two out of six in the red zone. This team is not scoring touchdowns. They're kicking field goals, and Matt Gay had four of them. But he also missed an extra point. He had an extra point block from 34 yards. Keep that in mind. Okay, so back come the Giants. Like they're on roller skates. And the Bucks defense is giving up way too much ground way too quickly. But wait, it looks like they're going to have another goal line stand for a victory like we saw that Thursday night in Carolina. Okay, they get them to fourth, fourth down and about uh, five. At the seven-yard line. And inexplicably, they're in man coverage, which is fine. They have some kind of stunt on between Sue and Vita Vea in the middle of the field. And everybody vacates the middle of the football field. I mean, like the parting of the Red Sea. Or in this case, Raymond James Stadium. And the, the, the middle of the field is wide open. Daniel Jones could have crawled in on all fours. You could have sailed this pirate ship through that hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could have taken it off the stands and, and let it float down the ramp and then through the end zone. I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't hard. It wasn't easy. It was ridiculous. It was like, I mean, you could not have said, "Okay, we're going to just let you score to get the ball back." If you had done that, that would have been a similar looking play. Daniel Jones walks into the end zone, but wait, the game isn't over. The Bucks still have one thirteen remaining. Although they haven't done much in the second half, they've only scored three points. Jameis Winston might have one more bag in his, one more trick in his bag. Completes a pass to Chris Godwin for 20 yards. They review it; it was a catch. And then again, inexplicably, they allow Mike Evans to be guarded one on one again by Janoris Jenkins, and he hits a 40 or 50, no, a 44-yard pass down the field. Now, all of a sudden, they're back in field goal range. You think, this game is over, right? They were celebrating at that point. And Jameis Winston threw his, a fist in the – after he, that. He, yeah, I mean – They it, thought this game was won after and that. And it should have been won because they got the ball with 13 seconds remaining, okay? And all they need to do, they spike the ball with 13 seconds. Okay, now – okay, the, the clock is stopped. They have one timeout, 13 seconds. This is where this thing gets weird, all right? Now, that's already been weird. This is where it gets really weird. But the game, but everybody's like, okay, they're going to win. Like yeah. they, they've got it down there. They're going to win. This is going to be a short field. This is like this is going to be like a twenty-six yarder at this point. So they spike the ball to stop the clock. Now the play clock's running. Okay, but nothing's going on. 
Matt Gay is kicking the ball into a net behind the bench. He's not even on the sideline. Like, yo, Matt, uh, they're going to need you here in a minute, bud. He's kicking the ball on the sideline. The clock, the play clock's running down. Rather than just walk up, spike the ball, take it to the middle field, you know, and take a knee and then call timeout, they let the clock run out. They take the delay of game penalty. Then Jameis takes a snap, takes a knee, and they call timeout. So rather than a 29-yard field or 26-yard field or whatever it would have been, they're kicking it back from the distance that he had missed from 34 yards. And, I mean, again, the curse of the Bucks kickers is just eternal. But Matt Gay misses it wide right. And I don't think it was the width of a football. Like, he almost hit the goalpost with that ball. I don't know how he slid it past there outside without at least hitting the goalpost, but he did. And now the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard. Although I think I know what he meant, but it doesn't make any sense now. After the game, Bruce Arians says, no, we took the delay a game penalty because it was an easier kick if it was further back. On purpose. On purpose. I took it on purpose. And if you watch the kick, the reason why nobody ever missed extra points back in the day when they kicked it from the 20-yard line was because it's too damn close to the goalpost. Even a bad kick goes through. But he misses it by such a small fraction. I think five yards, it might have slid inside the right upright. I think there's a good chance that would have happened. And if you're so, if that was the case, when he had it, when he kicked the 23-yarder, why didn't you take a delay game penalty then? It made no sense. It was it was poor management of the clock. Um, we saw a week ago or ten days ago in Carolina. Remember they had two timeouts. They called back to back. It could have cost them the game. Yeah. So I don't know, man. This this one with what they have faced, and you're right. Seven weeks before they don't play here at Raymond James until November 10th, man. November 10th. So here's the thing, Rick. I feel, you know, like we, we talk a lot about how this game is decided in inches, feet, you know, yards, yeah. all this stuff. Um, you know, you know, a, a week ago, Thursday, you know, it was a difference of inches, right, uh, between winning and losing. Less than a yard. Uh, you know, five, five yards is, is, is a huge amount of space in the NFL. It Penalties is. kill you. It Whether is. it's a penalty like this one or or whatever it was, and it's funny you mentioned the whole uh, the the whole uh, two timeouts in, in Carolina thing because Bruce Arians has taken it under the gun both times. He said we won in Carolina in spite of me. I messed that up. Yeah. And today he says I uh, I did it on purpose. No apologies there. I, I did it on purpose. I thought he was a better kicker from from a little bit further out. Really doesn't make much sense, but. I think one concern here is there has to be some concern about the sideline communication here no late doubt. in games. You no know? doubt. And, and this is one thing that I think they've pressed a lot in terms of how much they practice, two-minute, uh, goal line, all these situations where you've got to be the in the you, – you've got to communicate well or you're going to lose the game. And when the push comes to shove, you know, like I said, they won that game in, in, in Carolina because they had to make – that one play, plus all the other plays they made just to win against a team that I don't think is very good. Now, I don't know how good the Giants are. The Giants could be re- revived by Daniel Jones. Who knows? 
I still think they're hard. With that think, defense, they're I, not going to win many I, games. I still think they have a horrible defense. Yeah, they're not going to win. Absolutely porous. Pass defense, run defense. The fact that the Bucks only scored a field goal in the second half says all you need to say, to be honest. They got lackadaisical. I think the players said in the locker room. I think Bruce said it up at the podium. Uh, Jameis said it up front. It's like, and you know what? This isn't a team that, like, this team's not, like, I say it every week, it seems like, they're not good enough to get caught like that. No. They're not good enough. We saw, I thought the biggest play was that Evan Ingram touchdown. Because I think everyone, all of us were like, oh, shoot. Here we go. Here we go. And I mean, it was exactly one play, 75-yarder. I mean, and, and, and the Bucks had to have so much go their way to get that 18-point lead. I mean, the, the half that Mike, the Mike Evans had was in, incredible. And like you, said, like you said, why the Giants kept on man-on-man man man coverage on Mike Evans when the reason the teams have kind of stopped them is because they've given them – they've double-teamed them. Absolutely. They've given them some, some cushion, you know what I mean? And uh, th- that's, that's the way they beat – That's why Chris Godwin's gotten that, off. That's yeah. the way they, they, they've kind of uh, – other teams have kind of, you know, limited – Mike Evans and O.J. Howard, and they said, okay, let Godwin get his, get his, but we're going to concentrate on these guys. Um, the Giants didn't do that. They were like, you know, till the end. Um, so, yeah, this game is so much about inches, yards, and when it comes down to it, when, we come to, when it comes down to a lot of these games, maybe not the 49ers game, but it's come down to one mistake, and I really look at that one penalty as just being like, you know, because no, no matter what everyone tells us, we can look at that, that replay of that kick over and over again, you can't tell me that if you're five yards in, that that one just kind of just slices right inside the right, the has, right goal I post. think it has a chance. And, you know, a couple things. Like, everybody got kind of excited that, you know, the Bucks had only given up one touchdown in two weeks, yeah. and um, offensive touchdown, that is. Of course, they lost one of those games to San Francisco. Everyone would say, well, if they make the kick, and look, you should make that kick. That, that game should have ended with a field goal. And the Bucks should have won, and they would have. And then the mood is, well, we're two and one. We 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 almost blew it. We tried to lose it, but boy, Jameis Winston and Mike Evans are a great combination. And shame on the Giants' defense because the kid did a really good job and probably deserved a better fate. But they they lost, right? That's the way this this story should have been written. And I get it, okay, I get it. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, they're a half a yard from being zero and three, right? You know. Don't get it twisted. Like, that game was going to be lost in Carolina if not for... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Guess Vernon Hargrave staying home and getting a good push on Christian McCaffrey on the Philly special play. And the Panthers may not be all that great. I mean, Cam Newton is now sitting out um, with a, with a foot injury. He's not going to play. So, you know, the defense wasn't as good as we thought they were, as it turns out. And I think they got exposed a little bit by a rookie quarterback who made good decisions with the ball. They got pressure on him. I mean, Shaq Barrett, like I said, I mean, you can't have a better start to a career in Tampa than what Shaq Barrett has done. And, you know, they get the turnover after Jameis's interception. They run it down there. 
But that's when you put games away. Right. And, and the thing that I keep coming back to, you know, this whole trust, loyalty, whatever, how about you trust your quarterback? And I know why he didn't, because he threw just a ridiculous interception on the series before. But, you know, they wanted to run clock. Okay, you run the ball, you run clock. That's cool. They were getting positive yards. That's cool, too. But there's not many plays inside the red zone on third down that you're going to run the ball and get up first down in that situation. And it's almost a give up. It's almost like, yeah, we're cool. We'll lead by six and then hang it and then put it on our defense, which has played horrendously the whole second half. I mean, you can step back and say they scored 30, 31 points, was it? 31 points and should have won the game. Yeah. 31 should be enough to win. You're right. It should be. And it's what the Giants have been giving up every week, and they were 0 2. They should have been 0 3. But it wasn't. And it wasn't because this was a team collapse. And it, and it included the people on the coaching staff. It included not going, you know, what happened to no risk it, no biscuit, for God's sakes? You know what I'm saying? Now it's miss it, no biscuit. Yeah, I mean, third and, third and two from, from, you know, the red zone, and you've run it six straight times. Let's go for seven. I mean, who's in the backfield? I mean, you know, the Pete Carroll thinks you're crazy for not for not throwing the ball there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't have you don't have beast mode. You know, you don't you got you got Peyton Barber. You got Ronald Jones. I think after six straight runs, they might stop the seventh one. I'm just saying. So we, we we've seen a little bit of a trend here, I think, Rick. With and and the other day, Bruce Arians said. I want this offense to be as 50-50 as possible, close to 50-50 as possible. Nobody does that, run and pass. But they, nobody and, and, does and, that and, anymore. And it's, and it's pretty unrealistic given the way the NFL is now. Absolutely. Um, but we've seen this trend of, like, in the second half, they tend to gear much more towards the run. And what they're doing is they're putting themselves in a bind where they almost have to settle for field goals. Yes. You know, and it's like... Arian said today, what was it, one for five on, on, on third down in the second half, I believe? Yeah. And, and you can look at that stat and be like, okay, the offense was bad in third down. But you've also got to put your players in the situations to succeed. We look at that, that one drive after Barrett uh, gets, gets the, the forced fumble, Raheem Nunez, uh, Nunez Roches recovers. They get the ball at, at the 42. So you're already in, in, the, in the other team's uh, territory, right? Shortly after that, they've got first and 10 at the 13. Keep running, running, running. And it's like these are the plays where that no-risk-it-no-biscuit offense where you've got five wide, you've got receivers coming out of the backfield. That's where that should be your, like, like first and ten at the 13? Are you kidding me? You've got enough space to make plays. You've got big the whole receivers, end zone. Six foot five, right. six foot six, Brait. Brait, Howard. OJ, OJ Howard. You know, Mike Evans. Evans, Godwin. Chris Godwin. Ronald Jones out of the backfield if you want, or whoever you want out of the backfield. You know, you've got a lot of weapons, and you've got and the ability to stretch the field both vertically and space-wise, and, yeah. out, and and you don't do it. You just commit to the run. The bottom line is that in this league, points come in the passing game. You can run it all you want to, but points come in the passing game. And even tonight, you know, yeah, I mean, Jones had two rushing touchdowns, but the first one was a pass play. Where he just made something happen. It's a run-pass option. How many times have we seen Jameis Winston on a busted play roll out to his right and in a scramble drill find one of his big receivers for touchdowns? He's done, made a career of doing that. The Most of his touchdowns are just like that. But instead, you know, you're just after seven, six straight runs, you're going to run it again and give up and essentially say, all right, well, 
if you can drive the ball down and kick a and you know score a touchdown and kick an extra point, we'll take our chances. Well, you got them down to fourth down, and then and then you blew you blew the coverage. You blew losing contain on Daniel Jones, who's a running quarterback. And the thing about Daniel Jones too, Rick, is that he didn't run the ball that much. No, but, but damn it, he ran the ball at the right time. Sure did. Four carries, two of them were for touchdowns. Two for scores, but he yeah. saw the mobility though. Right. Later, they they used him. More than they do with Manning, to the bootlegs, the waggles, get him outside the pocket, give him some options. He ran for a couple first downs. Like he runs effectively, and they and he's got mobility, effective mobility, either to throw the ball that way or to run the ball that way. And so he's not a quarterback you can just turn your back on and say, "Well, he's not going to run it." This was not Eli Manning in the pocket. Eli Manning might not. Well, anybody could have scored on that play, but he's not looking to run. This cat, I mean, he walked in. I, I'm telling you. They invented a way to lose this game, and and they absolutely now have put themselves in a bind because as much positivity as there was last week, you know this, this is a crisis or carnival league. Now they're in a crisis. Now they're going on the road for seven weeks. Now they got six, six games away from Raymond James Stadium, and it starts at L.A. against the Rams. Not an easy team to play against. The NFC Championship Super Bowl, NFC Champions Super Bowl team, Going, going coast to coast, right? Then you go to New Orleans, which, oh, by the way, I believe New Orleans won. Is that yeah, right? They're actually not that bad. Yeah, it turns out Teddy Bridgewater right. and, you know, don't don't panic yet, but Sean Payton knows what to do on offense, calling plays. So, you know, all of a sudden now those two games look pretty hard, pretty impossible, and then you're taking the trip to England and so on and so forth. To be 0-2 at home with the two teams you've lost to, San Francisco and the Giants, and San Francisco, as it turns out, has a good record, but wasn't a good team. You should have won that game here. You didn't. And and the whole thing is, is like, you still don't trust the quarterback. Even in a day when he seems to have one of his biggest days, even in a day where he finds Mike Evans for three touchdowns, a 55-yarder, a 44-yarder, right? He's connecting on long passes. You don't trust him. You don't trust him, or you put the ball in his hands and say, go put us up by 10. Right. You know? Like, I honestly thought, like, I don't know what you think, Rick, but I honestly thought Jameis had a pretty good game. You know, I, I think that, you know. Right up he, until the interception. He, uh, you take away the interception, and for the first time this year, he looked comfortable looking downfield. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we, didn't, we hadn't seen that in the first two games. No, they got man coverage, and he beat right. it. And he, he beat, beat it with it, throws. And, you know, that took some confidence. So, yeah. like you said, I do, I do agree with you in the sense that, in that fourth quarter down the stretch after that interception, they really did take the ball out of his hands. Oh, they turtled. Let's let's say what it was. They turtled. And there's nothing wrong with running the football in that situation because you want to shorten the game. You have the lead. You're at midfield. You definitely want to run a clock. And they got positive yards. They ran it all the way down inside the 10-yard line. It wasn't like they were getting stuffed for no gain. But when you get down there and the field gets shorter right. um, and, you know, you've run it six straight times already – do you really think you're going to crease him in, with the seventh carry? And it's and it wasn't Ronald Jones at that point because he had run it six straight times. Now it's Peyton Barber, and you get stuck. What, what it, the message it sends, Rick, is that we don't you trust don't, the you don't trust a quarterback in traffic. No, because you don't trust him throwing the ball with five wide and all this traffic in the end zone. That's exactly you're, what it's guarding against a turnover. Yeah. You're guarding against sack fumble. You're guarding against an interception in the red zone. What's the word? Like the other thing is, if you got faith in your defense, which. Look, right. they hadn't stopped anybody in the second half. But if you had faith in your defense, okay, and you go for it down there and you don't make it, 
All right, they're getting the ball like around the five yard line. Right. You know, they still got to drive down there and kick a field goal to beat you. Um, I always say this: don't give them the ball again. What happened? The Giants scored too soon. They left too much time on the clock. Minute and thirteen. They played a terrible coverage. Mike Evans ran by Janoris Jenkins. Good throw, good catch. He couldn't get in the end zone. Um, but, you know, that should have been enough to win the game. And look, are we going to address the curse of the freaking kicker in this town? I mean, what is it going to take? You can draft guys. You can sign free agents. You can pay them millions of dollars. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You miss an extra point, have another one blocked, which arguably could have been a low kick. And then... With everything on the line. It wasn't a 55-yarder. Hell, he probably would have had a better chance back there on the logo. I mean, this is just an extra point. It's an NFL extra point in the middle of the damn field, and you can't make that kick. I don't care if you're a rookie soccer player from Utah or you're Eduardo Encina. You need to find a way to make that kick. I got a pretty good leg, but... I'm just saying. I mean, so Matt Gay made kicks of 52 and 47... 27 and 23. So we know we all know we've heard so much about the leg. We've heard so much about you know that he's different than the rest of them. Bottom line is that's five points that you left on the board. Absolutely. They lost by one. They lost by one. You make some extra points, you make either of those extra points, you win the game. You know? I mean, you, you couldn't you couldn't even chase those because you didn't score a touchdown in the second half. You know, you could have gone for two sure. and tried to chase those a little bit, but, they but you get couldn't in get zone. in the end zone. You got you got held to three points in the second half after scoring twenty eight in the first. I mean, this this game. Look, I've I've been a part of a I've seen a ton of these losses and I've seen them lose in horrific fashion. Even better teams than this one, um, but this one leaves a mark. This one leaves doubt. This one says to the players, you know what? Maybe that coaching staff wasn't on top of it the way they needed to be to help us out. You know? Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't trust me. Now, all of a sudden, okay, Jameis Winston, who's got Bruce Arians with no net. We're not going to bring anybody. You're my quarterback. You're our guy. Let it rip. First game, tons of interceptions. Hey, don't worry. Keep slinging it. Keep slinging it, right? Keep slinging it, buddy. Just keep slinging. Just keep slinging. It's like the freaking Dora movie. And then all of a sudden, now you're not going to trust your quarterback to make a throw in the end zone to win the game um, because you're okay with three points. You know, you're okay with, with a six-point lead. And they got the six-point lead, but then the defense couldn't hold them. I don't know, man. This, this is one of those games. I, I, all of a sudden, everything was possible at two and one. They would have been tied for the top of the division. Now they're in a dogfight again. Now they're going to have to really find a way, I think, out of these next six weeks – to come out of this with at least three wins. Yeah, this team's going to have to show a lot of meltdown. They're going to have to show it fast. You know, um, in that locker room, you know, listening to the guys like Mike Evans and O.J. Howard talk, you know, this one hit them like a punch to the gut. Because yeah, it did. They, they, they thought they had this one. No matter what happened, you know, at the end of the day, they were looking at 2-1 and one right in the face. And they walk off the field moments later, and, and they're searching their for hearts answers. Out. Ripped their hearts yeah. out. And like you said – when, when we look at the stretch that they've gone through and the stretch that they're about to go through, I don't know if you can really compare it. You know what I mean? Like, you got two games at home against teams that – I mean, the 49ers are – the 49ers might be a better team than we think, we think, but we thought they are. Still, the Bucks threw the ball threw that game away. Absolutely. Okay, so the Panthers, they win that. They need every play to do it. This game, no matter what, 
you know, they, they blew an 18-point lead, still had an opportunity to win and don't. So, but, and, and I don't think the Giants are a very good team. But now, but now you're playing teams that we think are actually good. Yeah. The, the, Rams, the Rams are good. Are good. The, the, Saints Rams are good. Are good. the Saints are good. The Saints are good. Yeah. You know. You got Carolina again. And, and then you have the big the big question of what how a team deals with going across the ocean to play a game in, in a place that they don't they're not familiar with. Their body clocks are gonna be all whacked out of whack. You know, there's its own obstacles there. So this road gets a lot tougher real fast. These were the these Rick, these are supposed to be the easy ones. These were the easy ones. Yeah. And now one and two going into a very tough stretch of the schedule. And then, you know, even after that bye week after London. At Tennessee, at, at Seattle. At Tennessee, at Seattle. A lot of travel. Some teams that are pretty good. I think Seattle lost today, but, you know, they're still a good they team. They lost to New Orleans, so. They're a good team. Yeah. So. And by then, by the way, you're going to have injuries. You don't know who's going to be available. Right now, you're relatively healthy. They're a relatively healthy football team. They're missing Devin White. Okay. Maybe they get him back. But don't think that, you know, six weeks from now, all these guys that are playing will still be playing because right. they won't. There will be injuries along the way, and the travel will do something to them. Um, here's the other thing. This football team hasn't won. Jameis Winston hasn't won. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have one winning season in his five years. It was 9-7 and seven under Dirk Cutter. They're not used to winning. And when you continue to lose, no matter who the coach is, no matter what the situation is, you find – ways to lose every coach comes in here and says we can't beat ourselves we're going to have to stop beating ourselves we're going to have to change the culture uh we got the talent it's not the players we can do every they've all these guys have heard that right they've heard that they're looking for some help right and tonight or sunday night against the new york giants they needed more help they needed it from todd bowles they needed it from bruce arians and yes, they needed a kicker for once to make a 30-yard field goal to walk out of here as winners, and they couldn't get it. And for that, I feel bad for Jameis Winston. I feel bad for Mike Evans. They've, they've seen this movie, you know? I mean, what's Roberto Aguayo and Nick Folk and Chandler Cananzaro all sitting at home thinking right now, right? I mean, it, who's next? Rick, one last point. You started us off saying the highlight reel of this game is going to be all about Daniel Jones, right? It's going to be about him parting the sea and running to the end zone. When you look at Daniel Jones's line and Jameis Winston's line, they are starkly very close. Similar. Very, very close. In fact, their quarterback rating is down to three-tenths of a point. So they both got sacked a lot. Mm-hmm. They both threw for over 330 yards. And they both completed a twenty exactly twenty three passes. Yeah. So and they both had some some pretty deep balls. Um, James threw three touchdowns. Jones threw two. And ran the, for two. The, the maybe the difference is the ones that, that Jones ran for also. But rating wise, as far as passing goes, they were even. They were very even. But what does that say? Your rookie was able to play even with a fifth year quarterback against that defense that we thought was so. so either good. either Daniel Jones is. The next Peyton Manning or Eli Manning, which is possible, maybe he's better. Um, or this is not a very good Bucks defense, and I think I tend to think it might not be a great Bucks defense. I think what we saw the first two weeks might have been an aberration. You know, I just don't think you let a guy come in here and do what he did without Saquon Barkley. 
Right. I mean, and keep, when, when Barkley played, they, they held him. They only ran for seventy-two yards, even with those two touch rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and Barkley did nothing to him in the first half until he turned his ankle. And this is all with those schemes that they run. They ran a lot of nickel, a lot of a lot of dime. Yeah. Today, so I mean, well, we'll talk to Bruce Arians tomorrow. We'll see what he has to say if he still thinks that he should. He, the kick was easier if he moved it back five yards. That seems to be his answer. Um, we'll see what the Bucks players have to say, but we know this. It's going to be a long time since they're back here in Raymond James Stadium. Maybe that's a good thing because they're 0-2 here. can only go up from there on the road. They do have one road win. Maybe they can be road warriors and turn this thing around. So for Eduardo Encina, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll have a chance to talk to Bruce Arians today about that uh, terrible 32-31 loss to the New York Giants as they prepare now to play the next, really, six games, seven weeks away from Raymond James. Next time they're back will be November 10th. You'll be getting ready for Thanksgiving at that point. As I mentioned earlier, the Rays finished their series against the Boston Red Sox. They are tied currently with the Cleveland Indians for the second wild card spot, two games, both teams behind the Oakland A's, so we'll get into that as well. We're here all week, Monday through Friday. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstink and Eduardo Encina, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.